Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Victory Monday, an AFC South Championship Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. I am breaking down everything you need to know following the Titans 34-3 victory over the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to take a look at my big takeaways on offense and defense first. Then, we will zoom in and take a look at the individual performances and tighten up and tighten down. And finally, I will talk about where the Tennessee Titans are at right now, leading the AFC and what could be right around the corner. And of course, that is the return of the King. So all of that and more on a Victory Monday Championship Monday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it! Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, it feels good. It feels all so good. One of the best Sundays in Tennessee Titans history. We just went through the Tennessee Titans demolish the Miami Dolphins 34 to 3. Leave no doubt about what kind of team they are and what kind of team they are going to be. They clinch the AFC South and not only that, but with a little bit of help from Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase in Cincinnati, the Tennessee Titans also got a loss from the Kansas City Chiefs putting them in the number one seed in the AFC. I'm going to talk about all of that on today's show, but before I get into it, got to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Remember, I'm going to be giving you Monday through Friday daily Tennessee Titans content, not only during the regular season, not only during the playoffs, but all year long. So make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream. Make sure you check out the podcast on video at the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Subscribe over there. Smash that notification bell so you know when all of my content goes live. And if you're watching on YouTube right now, smash that like button for the Tennessee Titans clinching AFC South victory. Very exciting stuff. Also, you got to check me out on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans for all my film breakdowns. Can't listen to the podcast without checking out all the film content that I'm putting out on Twitter. Also, check out the show Facebook page at Locked On Titans Pod. Remember, wherever You listen to content, you will find the Locked on Titans podcast there and always free. So with all that being said, time to dive into this game number one. On the defensive side of the ball, just completely choking any life away from the Miami Dolphins. The Titans held the Dolphins to 3-for-12 on third down. They didn't even get into the red zone for the Titans to stop them once they got into the red zone. They only got three points in the entire game. They only ran for 74 yards. 14 of that was in garbage time. Uh, The Titans forced two turnovers, a fumble on two of which the Titans didn't really force. But hey, they're putting pressure on him. He made a mistake. The Titans got an interception in the second half from David Long. Nice return for the linebacker, David Long. The Titans also got three sacks in this game. So they just completely took the life 
out of the Miami Dolphins in every way possible. Tua looked lost out there. The Titans' DBs were all over the wide receivers. They had a few good runs here and there because it's obvious that the Titans weren't trying to focus on stopping the Dolphins' rushing attack. They knew that the Titans playing nickel defense all day with four down linemen, two linebackers, and five DBs, that the Dolphins couldn't run on them. So the Titans never really got out of that personnel package. They didn't need to unless it was for a third and long and they went to dime and brought Crookshank on the field. So the Titans were not worried about the Dolphins' rushing attack at all. This is one of the worst running teams in the NFL. The Titans completely shut that down and put Tua and the Dolphins in a ton of third and long situations, which they knew Tua didn't have the capability or the talent to beat them in those spots. He had one big throw to Jalen Waddle that was a good play. And, you know, you play an entire game, they're going to get one because Waddle is just a superior talent. He is phenomenal. Great player. But Tua just ain't it, folks. He's average at best. He's, as I said in my postcast, he's probably in that third tier of quarterbacks in the middle or at the end, probably somewhere between like 17 and 25 in terms of the top 32 quarterbacks in the league. And uh, the, the weather played a part to help the defense as well, of course, and the Dolphins just weren't ready for that. On the offensive side of the ball, not amazing for the Titans at all times as it hasn't been for most of the year, but of course they're still without Derrick Henry, but maybe not for long. But in his stay, Deonta Foreman, just absolutely fantastic in this game. 120 rushing yards, had a touchdown. He was really just great, but the star of the day for me was the offensive line. The Titans ran for 198 yards. Tannehill was only sacked once, and remember, the Miami Dolphins had 45 sacks coming into this game, the most in the NFL by six sacks. They were ahead of the second-place team. So this Dolphins defense is great, one of the best defenses in the NFL, and the Titans' offensive line just pushed them around at will. And, of course, we got to talk about Ryan Tannehill. This was a blowout, so Tannehill didn't have to do a lot, but when asked to do things, he was excellent. He got the ball to A.J. Brown a couple of times on some big conversions. He delivered on a third down bootleg where he faked the handoff and took it himself naked. Wasn't a pass option, just him running the ball. A couple of quarterback sneaks that were real key. Had the touchdown pass to Swaim. Had the touchdown pass to Ferkser. I thought Tannehill was just precise and you got to give him a lot of credit here in this revenge game against the Dolphins. He talked a good game all week long. Oh, it doesn't matter. I had good times in Miami. I'm focused on just winning with the Titans, blah, blah, blah. But A.J. Brown had a few comments after the game like Tannehill really wanted to put it on the Dolphins this week. Let's not. We're all humans, and a lot of us played sports. You know how motivation works. Tannehill wanted to drub the Dolphins in this game, and that is exactly what the Tennessee Titans did. As I talked a lot about in the postcast, I'm going to talk a lot about it as we cap off the show in our final segment too, but just an incredible day for the Titans who tend to make things as ugly as possible, but in this game, they just handled business the entire way through, and because the Titans handled their business and did what they were supposed to do and dominated a, a team that they were much better than, they got the favor from the football gods in other areas, and again, we'll talk about that at the end of of the show, but just a dominant performance from the Titans, 34-3, to did what they had to do on offense, the offensive line pushed people around, the Titans' defense was just incredible, and the Titans have a championship-level defense, no way around it, so now that we have talked about my, my big takeaways from the offense and the defense, we're going to get into tighten up and tighten down, talk about those individual performances, and I got to tell you guys, spoiler alert, there's only one tighten down, and it sure as heck 
isn't a Tennessee Titans player. Before we get into that, got to tell you guys about Built Bar. Built Bars are the best tasting protein bars in the galaxy, and it's a new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, then you have to check out Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar, but it tastes like a candy bar. I swear to you guys, it's not just advertising. They're the best tasting protein bars that I have ever had, and they are better than some candy bars that I have had before. They have a ton of different flavors. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They're never chalky. They're never waxy. It doesn't taste like a chemical spill happened in your mouth either. They are absolutely delicious. And outside of just the taste, they're healthy for you as well. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're great as a healthy meal substitute or, like for me, just a guilt-free snack. So many flavors to choose from. Some of my favorites are the peanut butter brownie, the cookies and cream, the salted caramel, but they have things like mint brownie, coconut almond, which a lot of the locked-on people just rave about the coconut flavor from Built Bar. So make sure that you guys do your health journey correctly and do it with some taste as well. Check out Built Bar's at built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your first order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Titans fans, we are going to continue this Victory Monday, Championship Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast with Titan Up and Titan Down. Talk about the individual performances that stood out to me. Just talked about my big takeaways on offense and defense for the Titans. And remember, at the end of the show, we are going to take a look at a potential return for the King. Talk about where the Titans are in the AFC and just kind of recap everything that happened on Sunday. What a day. For the Titans, but going into Titan up, Titan down, like I said, there's only one Titan down, and it's not a Titans player because I only got Titan ups for these Titans. Number one, Ryan Tannehill, the revenge game. 13 for 18, 120 yards, two touchdowns. This was a playoff level performance for Ryan, uh, Ryan Tannehill. This is what you want to do. Be smart, run the ball, play good defense, hit the open guy. Use your legs. I mean, it wasn't the most dominant statistical performance ever, but Tannehill, if you watch the game, just did his job over and over and over again. Got the ball out against this pressure from the Dolphins. Only took one sack. Wasn't really his fault. Uh, the guard got destroyed on the play. Uh, so uh, just a great day for Ryan Tannehill. Proud of him. Just crazy to think. Just take a moment and think about this. The Dolphins left him for dead. They paid part of his salary just to get rid of him. They only took a fourth-round pick for Ryan Tannehill. They left him for dead. Kicked him out, said, we don't want you anymore. And look what he's turned into with the Titans. This is probably the second most successful group of players in Tennessee Titans history behind the Super Bowl team. And if the Titans get there this year, I mean, this is the best group of talent this franchise has seen since they moved to Tennessee. I mean, it is unbelievable what Tannehill has sparked. What he just ignited with this team. The Titans were 2-4 and four with Marcus looking just like a bum, man. Great guy, but just terrible. That season, 2019, was the first year that I covered this team. For money, at least. I did free work before that. <laughs> but, like, what has happened here because of Ryan Tannehill and this group? Just unbelievable. So big props to him on the revenge game. Congratulations, Tannehill. AFC South champion two years in a row. Let's go win the Super Bowl. Let's go get the number one seed. 
Shout out. That's the QB. People were talking about benching him to get a look at Logan Woodside. Because <laughs> they're idiots. Uh, I know it's just a, a small minority of crazy people, but mostly all of them on Facebook. But either way, uh, Ryan Tannehill, man, shout out. But we got to talk about the running backs. Deonta Foreman, 26 carries, 132 yards, a touchdown. J- just a great day for Foreman. Incredible what he's... And again, another guy who was on the couch. He was on the couch. He was emotional in his press conference after the game. I mean... Th- Think about being on the couch midway through the year and you get the call from the Titans and now you're out there in AFC South clinching games, being the MVP for the team, running down the throat of one of the best defenses in the NFL. Woo! Man, shout out to Foreman. What an what incredible moment this is in his life. I, I mean, could never expect it. Just a team full of underdogs. Just amazing stuff. And um, Hilliard, it wasn't a great day. He got smacked a lot. But eight carries, 45 yards, had the touchdown, basically just had that long carry at the end of the game for the icing on the cake with the touchdown. But, hey, credit for a big play, baby. I love to see that. Three catches for 33 yards, had that big uh, screen pass. Chester Rogers got terrible penalty call on that. That was easily a legal block. It's football. What are we talking about? That was terrible. But a really good job by Hilliard when his number was called. A.J. Brown. Again, not a big day. Two catches, 41 yards, but they were big catches down the field. Contested catch on his last one, and he did what he needed to do for this Titans offense to put this game away basically in the first half. Didn't need a lot. Got some rest in the second half. You love to see it. Anthony Ferkser, it's been an up-and-down year, but had the touchdown catch, three catches, 24 yards. Pretty good day for Ferkser. Had a first down in the first half on a catch on third down, kind of third and long. That was a good play as well. Chester Rogers is a punt returner, man. He has just really shown up here. Three punt returns, 28 yards. It doesn't sound like a lot, but that's 9.3 yards per return. He had some uh, some good punt returns as well that put the Titans over the 50-yard line. I mean, in recent weeks, he's just really stepped up to the plate and, and been a plus for the Titans as a punt returner. Had two catches for 13 yards as well, and that was a good block. Man, I'm not going to give him a Titan down for that. That was a good block. Terrible. Hate to see that. Uh, Jeff Swain, again, not a great day statistically. 13 or three catches for nine yards, but had the touchdown pass. I thought he had some good moments blocking as well. So I'm just giving Titan ups to anybody that made a contribution. And the number one people who deserve it is the Titans offensive line. 198 rushing yards, only gave up one sack against the league's leading sack unit in the Miami Dolphins. I mean, getting the Titans purely healthy starting offensive line out there, they looked great. This is one of their best games of the year by far. And to have them get confidence and to have them get going at this time, they should run it down the Texans' throat next week. The Titans should be all good vibes, all good feelings going forward. But again, that conversation is for the end of the show. Continuing with the Titan ups. Offensive line, Taylor Wan, Roger Saffold, Ben Jones, Nate Davis, David Questenberry deserve a lot of credit. But going to the defensive line, Jeffrey Simmons in this game. Uh, not a lot of statistical production, only one tackle, but he did a good job on the offensive line. He just gets so much attention from teams that even when he doesn't dominate statistically, you have to give him immense credit because it all starts on the foundation that he builds and the attention that he builds in these games. So credit to Jeffrey Simmons, even though it wasn't the most statistically dominant game that you will ever see. But going forward down the defensive line, uh, what else can you say about Danico Autry? Had three tackles, had one sack, had one tackle for loss. He's got nine sacks on the year in 15 games now. Just what an incredible signing 
by John Robinson, one of the best of his entire tenure. Just a really great job for him. On the interior, Naquan Jones did a good job. Kyle Pecco had a sack in this game and did a great job. And, of course, got to talk about Harold Landry, who had a sack, had some tackles, had a tackle for loss. Bud Dupree also making some good pressures out there. He forced Tua out of bounds on a big third down early in the game. So everybody made their contribution out there on the defensive line. Uh, at linebacker, Zach Cunningham, guess who? Led the Titans in tackles again. Six tackles for Cunningham. Made plays. The Dolphins had some decent runs, but Cunningham did a great job. Rashawn Evans out there. Not his great best game. He made some mistakes in this game, but I'm only giving out Titan ups. David Long came back. Made an announcement. Four tackles. Had the interception on a great diving play. I thought David Long was awesome in his first game back for the Titans in nearly two months. Got to talk about the secondary as well. The Titans played mostly nickel in this game. Janoris Jenkins, Jackrabbit Jenkins, they need to fix this on the NFL website. Jackrabbit Jenkins, uh, four tackles, knocked away some passes. Uh, Amani Hooker had a good day, dropped the interception, but was making plays all over the field. I thought Christian Fulton had a phenomenal game. He was really good. In this game, KB was all over the place. Uh, you got to give credit to Dane Crookshank coming in there and playing against Gasicki. Only gave up a couple of catches. Let's check out Gasicki's stat line in this game. He only had four catches for 51 yards. He was their leading receiver, but he, again, that's not a great day. And with the Dolphins being down so much, they were throwing more than you would expect. So a great day from Dane Crookshank, shutting that down. Jalen Waddle only had three catches for 47 yards. Got to give a lot of credit to Buster Screen and Elijah Molden, who were playing in the slot in this game. Molden didn't have a, a statistically great game either, but man, I just thought he was excellent in this game. Just, just a great day overall for everyone. And it's not just offense and defense. Special teams. I talked about Chester Rogers earlier with his punt return uh, and and how he's been playing. Uh, uh, had an 11-yard punt return that put the Titans in a great position across the 50-yard line. But also, Brett Kern and Randy Bullock. Bulletproof Bullock. Four for four on extra points. Two for two on field goals. Brett Kern, four punts. Three of them inside the 20-yard line, including a 52-yarder. I mean, just a, a great day from the Titans all the way around. And like I said, there is one Titan down with all those Titan ups. And it is this massive zit on my nose. I'm really in the holiday spirit. A little Tyler the Red-Nosed Reindeer out here for you guys. But just wanted to uh, say that's the only Titan down. Yep, yep, that guy. That is the only Titan down that I could find on this excellent Sunday. And this Sunday was excellent for multiple reasons, and I'm going to tell you exactly why. We talked about my big takeaways on offense and defense, talked about the individual performances. Now, I want to talk about just the totality of what has happened in this Week 17 Sunday for the Titans, who not only clinched the AFC South, but sit atop of the AFC. Before we get into that, do want to tell you Titans fans about an incredible app that anybody who buys gas has to know about. It's called Get Upside. And right now, my listeners are making up to 25 cents off every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or on Google Play. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. That's one word, TOUCHDOWN. And you'll get a bonus 25 cents per gallon off on your first fill up. That's 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump ever again. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot make up to two 
$300 a month in cash back. And here's the thing. There's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your GetUpside account. And then you can cash out at any time directly to your bank account, PayPal, or to an e-gift card like for Amazon. Just download the free GetUpside app and use that promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN on the free GetUpside app. Fans, let's continue this Victory Monday, Championship Monday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast by just discussing how incredible this Sunday felt for the Titans, for Titans fans. It was just phenomenal. Uh, And I continue to say it, one of the best Sundays in Tennessee Titans history. Now, before we get into that, do want to thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, check out the Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. They're going to give you daily picks, upset special, wrong team favored picks, Lee Sterling's lock of the day, all of that and more. Check out the Locked on Bets podcast on whatever platform you do stream presented by betonline.ag. But the Titans win the AFC South. The Bengals beat Kansas. Can we talk about that for a second? The Bengals made me want to scream at the end of that game going for it on fourth down. I mean, I know they ran the clock out and it worked for them uh, essentially, but eventually it did work out. But kick the field goal. They're going for it on fourth down so many times. They got bailed out by a pass interference to give them a fresh set of downs, run the clock out completely. But so what if there's 30 seconds on the clock? I mean, excuse me. I know that you're playing Pat Mahomes, but with no timeouts, 30 seconds on the clock, if you can't stop the Chiefs from getting a game-tying field goal there, it's not just that. Yeah, that's a tough task. But would you rather get no points and make sure you go to overtime? I mean, if you think that Patrick Mahomes is so deadly that with 30 seconds left, he's going to find a way to get a field goal on you, then don't you think he's going to be able to do that if you don't get it on fourth down anyways? I mean, it was just nuts. But either way, the Bengals who are from my home uh, my home state. A lot of Bengals fans are in my friends, my group chats. I was a Bengals fan today. It was I'm not going to lie to you guys. For like the last two minutes of the Titans game, I was watching the Bengals game because I needed the Bengals to win that game to give the Titans number one seed, and that's what happened. Cincinnati wins 34-31, to knocks Kansas City down, and the Titans take over the number one seed. And here's the thing. If the Titans don't get revenge on the Texans next week, they don't deserve the buy anyways. So I'm not going to pay attention to anything that needs to happen for the Titans to back their way in. They better go in there and crush Houston, just like they did to Miami this week. Even worse, I mean, get out of here if the Titans can't beat the Texans once this year. That absolutely has to be a win with all that's on the line for the Titans. They absolutely have to win that game. Period. And this game didn't end up mattering. But the Colts lost to the Raiders at home. 23-20. to And although the Titans didn't need it. Boy, it feels good to watch the Colts lose. Oh, man. Doesn't it just give you the warm and fuzzies inside? Whew. Man. Loved it. So right now, the way things sit, the Titans would have the number one seed and the bye. Kansas City would play Indy. Oh, you love that. Knock Indy out of here, baby. Cincinnati would play Vegas. 
Cincinnati, I'm guessing, would would win that game. But it, I would be happy if Vegas won because then the Titans would Titans are going to get the lowest seed if they find a way to get the one seed. They'll get the lowest seed throughout the tournament in a home game. So that's great. Buffalo and New England set for a rematch if things hold. Now, there's a lot that can go on. I mean, the Chargers can get in there. The Ravens lost, so they're going to have a tough time. But you never know. The Steelers uh, could win their game and still hang around. So there are some hanger-ons. There are some teams that could still kind of slide in there, could slide out, but for the most part, I don't care because the Titans are handling their business, and that's what we want. And again, another big point for me here. I, I said I, I really hammered this point home in the postcast if you saw it, but the Titans tend to do things so dramatically. They always do it so ugly, even when they do nice things, and that did not happen this time. They just did exactly what good teams do and crushed the people in front of them and took care of business. And put themselves in a good spot. And the football gods favored them because of that. That's why. When the Titans don't handle business and they play down to their competition and they do it the ugly way, the football gods say, oh, you don't deserve nice things. But when they do, we see what happens. They do get the things that they need. This, I am just beside myself right now. I, I just am. This is just some amazing stuff. And not only that, but now. Time to talk about all the reports from over the weekend, folks. Eric Henry's back. I mean, he's not back right now, but look at all these all these tweets. Let, let me just make sure I, I, you know, I get all these to you because we got multiple tweets from multiple different sources about the readiness of Henry. I talked, you know, on Tuesday, I talked about the reports coming out about Derrick Henry being ready to be back. But we got a report on Sunday from Diana Rossini talking about Derrick Henry expected back for the playoffs. Uh, they're looking to uh, knock the rust off of him if they have to, but if they give him a little bit of a rest for Week 18, he'll be ready to go for the playoffs. Looks like that happened. Titans, here's the tweet exactly. Titans running back Derrick Henry was on the practice field this past week jogging in cleats. I was told no decision has been made as to when he will return. He could be ready by next week, but they are hoping to lock up a playoff spot so they can give him more time. It has been nine weeks on Tuesday since Derrick Henry broke his or had surgery. So two more weeks. It'll be 11 weeks. He comes back for the first playoff game. Here we go. I mean, here, Clay Travis. Clay Travis. But it says, if the Titans beat the Texans next week, they officially lost... Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Reading the wrong tweets. I'm in a fever dream right now uh, with everything going on. Okay. Happy New Year. This is from Clay Travis. Happy New Year. I'm told Derrick Henry is working out solo at the Titans facility full speed this week with no sign of any limp. He's on track to be back full go for the playoffs. They asked A.J. Brown after the game about Derrick Henry returning soon. He said, quote, that's the king. Everybody wants to see him back. Hopefully we get him back soon. I don't know when. Hopefully he's ready. I know we're ready for him. I mean, think about everything the Titans have gone through this year. The ups and the downs. All the injuries. I mean, historic set of injuries. The Titans were just completely dismantled in terms of personnel with injuries all year. But yet they sit at 11-5. and five. Leading the AFC. Missing Derrick Henry for a half of a season. Stephen A. Smith. The Titans are done. 
The Titans are done. Their season's over. If Mike Vrabel isn't the coach of the year, we riot. Period. He is by far the best coach in the NFL this season. He has coached his team better than any other coach the entire season. They've been without A.J. Brown a ton, without Julio Jones a ton. Injuries on the offensive line. Bud Dupree missing a bunch of time. Tannehill getting drilled (laughs) all year long. Poor guy hanging in there. I mean, missing his stars on offense all year. The injuries. What else can you say? What else can you say about Mike Vrabel, who continues to be undefeated with extra preparation time in season, which is even more exciting when you talk about getting that number one seed in the bye. Mike Vrabel is the coach of the year. The Tennessee Titans are currently the best team in the AFC, and Derrick Henry is on the doorstep of returning after a playoff bye if the Titans simply handle business as they should against the Texans in Week 18. What an incredible weekend. What, what a great start to 2022 for the Tennessee Titans. What a great start to 2022 for the Locked On Titans podcast. I'm going to be with you guys all week long, breaking everything down. My Tic Tac Titan film thread on Twitter on Tuesday, at Tic Tac Titans. Going to have my film article out on the USA Today Titans Wire. By the way, want to give you guys a a, a big thanks. Uh, The Zach Cunningham article went bonkers, and I appreciate it very much, but it was a joy to write. Thank you guys all so much. It's going to be a great 2022, ladies and gentlemen. The Tennessee Titans win the AFC South and now sit atop of the AFC after a 34-3 win over the Miami Dolphins. That's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans. 